In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and I have the privilege every week to come into your home, wherever you may be listening to this from, on the radio or on podcast, and to talk about it's the gospel that makes a way. Literally, that's how we should be living, whether you're at church on a Sunday where I lead at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, or our guest for today, Mark Batterson, leads in National Community Church in Washington, D.C. and all throughout the metro area. It is always about the gospel. And there is one day on the Christian calendar that I believe that exemplifies that maybe more than any other day, and it's Easter. And at dawn this Easter morning, there are going to be thousands of people gathering at the foot of the Lincoln Memorial for the 43rd time. Uh, It's actually a pretty amazing scene as you see the sunlight rise behind the Washington Monument to the east, and then there's this declaration, Christ, Jesus is risen. Worship begins, God's word is preached, and those opening moments provide a, a heightened sense of oneness and what it looks like when the body of Christ comes together and how beautiful it could be. Experience this among our unity and experiencing that unity rather among our diversity here on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is on display there. The gospel is on display there. The fact that he is King of kings and Lord of lords, the only name that actually should be on all our church doors. And it's a pretty amazing time if you've never been there. In fact, this this Easter sunrise service has become a bit of a Washington tradition. It's number five, I think, on the spot of the must see or must experience events in Washingtonian Magazine. It's a bucket list for sure. Well, historically, uh, that effort has been led by Capitol Church in Vienna, Virginia and Pastor Amos Dodge. But now the baton has been sort of passed, so to speak, uh, to Dr. Mark Batterson and um, National Community Church, and they're going to be leading that. And so we're going to talk about today. So Mark, thanks for being on the show to talk about uh, wherever God leads us, but of course, the Easter sunrise service. Well, Brian, it's an absolute joy. So grateful for you, your ministry, and uh, we we love being part of the team. I'll just say this up front, not about the name over the church door, yes, about the name above all names. And so we're we're all on the same team and uh, just uh, grateful for you and your ministry and uh, fun to have a conversation today. Yeah. Now, I'm going to imagine that a few people may have come into contact with you one way or the other, whether it's right there at church or whether they've caught you via social media or through a lot of your books. Uh, if people don't know this, you are a best-selling author, uh, a prolific writer, over 20 books. Uh, I own 20 books and have read 20 books, but I've certainly not written 20 books in that way. And And God has used you now since uh, 1996 at National Community Church. Uh, to just have an ever-expanding impact in the Washington metro area. You, you've got obviously where your church gathers, but you also have the Miracle Theater, the Dream Center, uh, the Capital Turnaround, which is a 100-square-foot space that includes an event venue, child development center, mixed youth marketplace, co-working space. A lot of people, I'm sure, have been to Ebenezer's Coffee. If you've not been there, I don't recommend it because it belongs to National Community Church. I recommend it because it's really good coffee, and it happens to belong to National Community Church. That's just the truth. Uh, 
uh, in that way. Uh, and, and your journey has not necessarily been how everyone would say, how you wound up from here to there. Originally, you were on scholarship uh, to play basketball, pursuing pre-law at University of Chicago, yet on a prayer walk through, of all places, a cow pasture, God moved you uh, to this idea of full-time ministry at Central Bible College. Then you took up the idea of training there in Springfield, Missouri. You eventually got your doctorate from Regent University. And as I mentioned, prolific author, over 20 books. In fact, you have one coming out this Easter weekend called uh, Please, Sorry, Thanks. Man, there's, well, we may have to bring you back before Easter to talk about more about that because I just love the title in that. Uh, but thanks again for being here. I want you to paint the scene, if you can, for someone who's not been there before. Uh, of what it looks like to have this Easter sunrise service at the Lincoln Memorial and this truly unique opportunity for the body of Christ to come together and to worship Jesus on Easter Sunday. Yeah, Brian, locals know that the the Lincoln Memorial, either at sunrise or sunset, Mm. is spectacular. I mean, it's probably my favorite viewpoint in the nation's capital, but there's something special. And and I have to say, I love getting up on Christmas morning, uh, but Easter morning, just that first thought of the tomb is empty and there's almost this adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. And it's a day when I can't wait to get up. In fact, I try to get up a little bit earlier and you make your way down to the national mall and no one else is out and about. So it's it's just those who are up celebrating the resurrection. And, you know, sometimes it's cold. There's a chill in the air. Uh, You never know what the cloud cover or sunrise is going to look like. But to gather with thousands of people and to make a proclamation that the tomb is empty is a powerful thing. And to do it on the National Mall is even more meaningful because it's almost like we're speaking those words uh, to a, a little bit larger audience and maybe even representing the church at large. Yeah. And now this has been going on for 43 years and some people may like, I didn't realize this, but there's sort of this sort of rich history. You know, when we think about, again, if you have this picture in your mind, you've been to D.C., you know it. If you've not been to D.C. and you're listening to somewhere else, just go to Forrest Gump and watch the scene from uh, that, not promoting another movie. I'm sure there's other places that I could talk about, but it's this great picture of just looking out. And now imagine it filled with people worshiping Jesus. What I think is interesting is, is that we as believers could have this conversation like this is this great experience, but you've got someone like the Washingtonian magazine talking about it, which isn't, you know, magazine dedicated to Christianity or evangelicalism. It's just a regular old magazine that this is a, like the number five thing you should have on your bucket list. And there, by the way, there's a lot of things that should be on your bucket list in Washington, D.C., yet this is number five. Why do you think that's so? Well, I think it's th- there's something about those steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And of course, we all know there's the the little marker in marble. Uh, mm. I have a dream where Dr. King yeah. gave his speech, but th- there's it's a little bit larger than life. And, and so when you have thousands of people lifting their voices in worship and praise, it just, it echoes a little bit, a little bit louder and a little bit longer, Brian. And if it's okay, cause you brought it up. I, I want to, just step back and say that we drink from wells we did not dig. Mm. We eat from fields we did not plant, and we live in houses we didn't build. I, I am just so grateful for spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers who went before us, mm-hmm. who plowed the ground, who made a way, 
And right at the top of the list in my mind is Pastor Amos Dodge and uh, and then Pastor Travis uh, Goodman and his wife, Tara. And, and then, of course, Amos and Sue, just they blood, sweat and tears to help mm-hmm. make this thing happen. It took a lot of courage, a lot of vision. I just want to take a moment to honor them. It's it's a joy then to be able to take what is a sacred trust and steward it for yeah. kingdom purposes. Well, I can already hear it in the way you're describing it, that that it is a sacred trust. And it means a lot that that, that mantle would, you know, be passed along to say, all right, you know, in this new season, let's sort of, you know, pass the mantle, pass the baton, whatever analogy we might want to use, and allow another person, another church on the team to carry with it and run with it. And so for you as a, a leader that God's called to lead there at National Community Church and for National Community Church itself, what do you think it means to you to have this opportunity to carry on the mantle? Well, I, I think we, we want to steward something for the kingdom at large. Mm-hmm. And, y- you know, I, Brian, don't you believe that if we're going to see revival in our generation, it's not going to happen inside the four walls of one church. That's right. Uh, it, it's going to take everybody. It's an all hands on deck. It's not going to pay attention to uh, church name or denomination. Uh, re- revival is God's response to our hunger. And God comes where he's wanted. And so we just want to operate in a spirit of humility. And I I think legacy is not what we accomplish. It's what others accomplish because of us. So all of us, we're we're both interim pastors. Now, I've had the joy of leading this church for 27 years, but the day will come that, you know, I'll hang up the cleats, you'll hang up the cleats, but the kingdom of God goes on. Jesus didn't say you will build my church or I will build your yeah. church. He said, I will build my church. That's and right. so we feel like one little piece of the puzzle. Um, and, and to be able to stand in the gap uh, by helping to host the mm-hmm. Easter sunrise at the Lincoln Memorial is, is pretty special. We stand back and smile because um, we didn't start it. Sure. And uh, we celebrate those who went before, but believing that it's going to be a powerful expression of unity, the unity of the church. And we may disagree about some points of doctrine, but last time I checked, uh, Jesus is Lord. That's at the very heart of what we believe. And we believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that changes the game. That changes everything. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I love that heart because that is true, right? It, he said, I will build my church, right? And he's talking about it belongs to him and he will build it on him. And he's saying that to Peter at the time, who's a pretty amazing guy, but he's saying, even Peter and all your amazingness, you don't build your church on you, you build it on me. And so it, it belongs to him. Yeah, we are all interim pastors uh, in, in one way or the other. And so, you know, there are these days on the calendar, I think, that people are just more open, whether it's culturally or something else, to engaging truths, especially about Jesus. We know that Christmas happens to be one. Thanksgiving oftentimes is another. Easter is clearly that. And so for someone who maybe has a family member or a friend or a coworker who might be open to the truth of the gospel, 
but maybe they don't know how to connect that well to them as an individual. And they see this, oh, this amazing opportunity. Because you can even say, listen, it's number five on the Washington Magazine, my Tony Magazine bucket list. Come on, just do this bucket list thing. How would you encourage them? What would you say to them about this being a good opportunity, not only to have them hear the gospel from someone else, but actually be an opportunity for them to be sharing the gospel? What would you suggest? Maybe making an invite or something of that nature? Yeah, it's always more meaningful when you experience those kinds of things with someone else and, and there is an openness. And so all you can do is extend an invitation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I would say though, maybe pick up coffee for them on the way there or, or invite them to brunch afterwards. Like, you know, make it, uh, make it an experience that you sort of roll out the red carpet. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so yeah, in, invite a friend to come with, invite 10 friends to come with. We There are people, Brian, that actually go on a run and run down to the Easter sunrise. They're obviously in better shape than you and me, uh, and that's an early rise. But people come from all over, from all walks of life. And part of what I love is that the day is going to come that every nation, tribe, people, language is going to worship around that throne. And so one of the beautiful things about Easter sunrise at Lincoln Memorial is that it's it's multicultural, it's multi-denominational, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's part of what makes it special. Yeah, it's a lot like heaven on earth, right? You think of that Revelation chapter 7 passage, for those who are familiar with it, it talks about every nation, every tribe, every tongue surrounding it. And while Washington metro area is a pretty eclectic, pretty diverse area, we don't always have that opportunity maybe in our little areas of the community we live in to see that. And this is a pretty good example of that. Um, What would you say is the impact when you actually see it, a little heaven here on earth of different tongues, different cultures, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different races, different coming together and recognizing while we may have these differences, here's one thing that we have the same is that Jesus is our savior. And then he makes, well, yeah, in, in a culture that is so divided where there is tremendous polarization, we've got to find common ground and common grace. And that includes the church. Mm-hmm. And so to me, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And the the tomb uh, is, the empty tomb is kind of this great equalizer and this great uh, unifier. And, and I'll say one, one more thing. And Brian, this is part of how I approach spiritual growth. I have this little equation, uh, change of place plus change of pace equals change of perspective. Okay. And and so there is something about getting up very early, like even before the sun rises, making your way to the Lincoln Memorial and, and then experiencing worshiping in a different environment with different people um, and, and doing it outside kind of open air worship. That, that change of pace and change of place uh, can make it an even more powerful experience. At least th- that's my experience. Um, I'll never forget when, when we moved to the city back in the 90s. That's, uh, we, we went to that Easter sunrise. I was a kid back then, Brian, and uh, we got up early, took our blanket, and it was unforgettable. And, and uh, 
So I, I think it can be that kind of experience for everybody who shows up. Yeah, and, and again, if you want to know more information about this, obviously Mark's giving us a lot of it. But if you don't remember, Easter's the 9th of April this year in 2023. The service starts at 6.30 to 7.30. And depending upon where you would like to sit, you, you need to get there before 6.30. Uh, if you have a preferential place to put that blanket down or put that little camping chair or whatever you might bring. But also uh, there's a website, right? Eastersunrise.com. Do I have that correct? That's it. Yeah. Yep. Eastersunrise.com. And if they yep. go to the Eastersunrise.com, that'll give them all the information if they're, for example, if they're taking a metro in or whatever it might be. Yes. It, it All of those frequently asked questions, uh, all of that information will be there. And, uh, you know, one, one way or the other, we will be there. And by the way, rain or shine. That's uh, right. You know, pa- Pastor Amos said it at some point he just stopped praying for the weather and just started praying for people. Uh, and, uh, yeah. you, you know, it's funny, Brian, even, you know, I, I like sunny and maybe a little bit warmer, but even when the weather is say a little bit more challenging, it can actually make it more meaningful. So we'll, we'll be there, uh, rain or shine. Yeah. So, um, you can go to eastersunrise.com. Can you, you were involved last year, actually spoke last year. Can you have any stories of impact? Um, some things that maybe you saw God uniquely do that year that you can encourage people to say, Hey, here's an example of how he always shows up. Yeah. I'm shocked. It's every year. Uh, people just show up, uh, from everywhere and nowhere. I'm like, how, how did you get here? And there are always stories of life change. And, you know, you said it at the outset, Brian, it's about the good news of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And when you share the good news of the gospel, um, people, people's lives are changed. And every single year, uh, there are hundreds of people that come to faith in Christ that take a step of faith. And, uh, and, and then it's one of those things that can mark a spiritual journey. And you can look back on it and say, hey, this is when and this is where. And and that's part of the motivation for inviting um, people that maybe uh, are finding their way back to God Mm. and might be open to that experience. Those are the folks that uh, it can really be a meaningful experience. Yeah. Now, we live probably even more so now post-pandemic in a digital world than we did before. Uh, and it is possible that people would say, hey, I, I want to see this because I, I live in Oklahoma or I, I have a health condition, but I want to experience it. Is, is this being simulcast? Can they watch it online or at the same time or is it just an in-person experience? Yeah, we will stream it live. OK. And now if you're if you're on the West Coast, you're going to have to be up awfully early or stay up awfully late. Yeah. But uh, we will stream it and we'll have that information on the website and uh, folks can uh, can be a part of it that way as well. Okay. So when they get there, right? So you've talked a little bit about it in regards to, you know, there's singing and there's worship. I, I gave some of that sort of stuff, but now, you know, the sun's rising, uh, people are gathering you know, someone reminds us of why we gather because he is risen. He is risen indeed. What more could maybe people expect in, in that moment? And I'm not necessarily just talking about here's a programmatic thing. Well, that's important. But I think how to prepare our hearts to expect for Jesus to show up. Yeah. Well, I think when our praise goes up, his presence comes down. Yeah. And and there's a multiplier effect when when you begin to see people raising their hands and 
and lifting their voices. There's just this chorus of praise that, Brian, it's really hard to explain. You know, both you and I pastor churches where, you know, especially after COVID, you know, more and more people experience uh, things digitally or mm. online. And, uh, you know, and that's one of the the luxuries or conveniences. And uh, please, please hear my heart. I'm, I'm all for that. And I think uh, technology is a wonderful gift if we use it in the right way. At the same time, there's something about an in-person experience. And as that sun begins to rise and it begins to kind of shine, uh, there's just a holy moment. It feels like holy ground. Yeah. And, and he does it year after year after year. And so, um, it, uh, it kind of feels like you're joining that, that angel choir in revelation four. And it feels like one of those holy, holy, holy Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come moments. That's right. Well, in the last few moments again, I want to go back to something I mentioned at the top of the show, that you're coming out on Easter with a book called Please, Sorry, Thanks. Uh, give us a little insight to what that is and how this might – I'm pretty sure that the timing around Easter is not just a coincidence. Yeah, it, it's – you know, we're in a cultural moment where we could afford a rising tide of please, sorry, and thanks. Amen. Uh, th- these three words are powerful words. In fact, I would argue, Brian, that they're the greatest predictor – of success in life and love, uh, in the workplace, at home. If you're good at those three things, your marriage is good to go. Uh, in a relationship with God, if you're good at please, sorry, and thanks. And so I, I write a little bit about the art and science, and it really comes back to this very simple idea that words create worlds. Uh, King Solomon said, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm-hmm. And so I think we've got to exercise that. Um, and, and our words, one way or the other, in my experience, are really self-fulfilling prophecies. And so could we get a little bit better at please, sorry, and thanks? I think it would be a game changer in culture and in the church. Yeah, and of course you can get uh, that when it comes out on Easter weekend, uh, wherever you buy your books. If you actually find a local bookstore anymore, that's also a good thing as well. Right. Well, like us at One Heart DC, like us at Wava, you, I, I love that you have this heart, this this passion for the Washington metro area that God has uniquely called us to, and also this this idea for revival and awakening. And and we certainly hope that revival and awakening is already happening. And then what is going to happen down on the mall is again another log on the fire, another another growing of the flame of what happens. And so uh, could you take a, maybe 30 seconds, a minute or so before we get ready to close and just pray for that to happen? Yeah. And Brian, I, I would just say in in 30 seconds that prayer is the way we write history before it happens. Yes. Uh, we love our weekend gatherings, but we have Thursday night house of prayer. And to me, prayer is the difference between the best we can do and the best God can do. And so let me just uh, lift up a prayer. And Father, I give you thanks right now. Everybody within earshot. Lord, thank you for the churches, the pastors in the D.C. area. And God, we pray, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on Mm -hmm. earth as it is in heaven. We want to see the name of Jesus lifted high. And glorified, we want to see the prodigals come home. God, we want to see your kingdom come in love and power. And so, Lord, 
as we prepare to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we give you thanks that all things are possible, that he who began a good work will carry to completion, that if God is for us, who can be against us? And God, you are able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to your power that's at work within us. To you, we give glory in the church and throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Mark, thanks for being with us on the show. And again, uh, Eastersunrise.com is where you can find all the information you need for that Easter Sunrise service, April 9th, 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 a.m., right there at the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, God has showed up every year. He will continue to do that. If you have a friend, you yourself, invite, come bring them. And as we experience worship together, as God's body, as his name is proclaimed over and over again, it will be again this reminder that we need not just on Easter, not just on Sunday, but every day, 365 or 366 on leap year, that it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.